Interested in hearing from great minds in science, engineering, and technology on how they take the proven and imagine the possible? Today's greatest solutions are created by pioneers who look at problems as challenges and find new ways to apply technology. In Mindset, a new podcast by Lidos, we'll explore the stories behind some of the world's most important work. Listen at lidos.com slash mindset. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. We are keeping it going throughout the coronavirus pandemic. And my, by we, I mean myself, Roy Burton, the man who will not turn on me inside of an empty warehouse. One, Chris <laughs> Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how you doing this? Fine. Air quote, Saturday morning, sir. Roy, it could be Saturday at this point. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Good God! Uh, every day is Saturday. Every well, no, because every day we got we got to work a lot, so every day is not Saturday. No, like it, it's weird. Like I don't know if it. Like I look, I look forward. I look forward to Saturdays. For, like, well, no, I, I look forward to Saturdays all the time. But yeah. like, even though it's like you're still doing the same stuff, I do enjoy. Like, you still have to get up. Like, I mean, to go to work, and right. it's like I like not getting having to go out or, or get up. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to not have to like again set up set up the the uh, the, the portable table right next to my bed so I can work. You know, <laughs> have two days where I don't do that as opposed to the other five days where I just roll out of bed, set up the table, and just like sit there for like ten hours. <laughs> so there is a difference. There there is a difference. Um, hopefully, you guys are all staying sane, staying safe uh, throughout all this, and staying in the house. Please stay in the house, everybody. Yeah, no, um, I, I mean unless you need to, the only place. Yo, behind should be going is the grocery store and, and make that like, I like, and that's the thing. Like I just, I just got done going to the grocery store, but I bought a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to go to a grocery store. I mean, like, will I go to a Wawa to get coffee? Yeah. Because it will take six weeks to get a coffee machine. So like, like, like just try to like, just, just, just stay inside as much as you can. Like, if you need groceries, go get groceries. Like, like it's one of those things. But just, just practice some. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm still seeing people, Roy. Well, thankfully, shout out to like the people that I went to this act me. I saw everyone, future, future voice, mask on, mask yes. on. Yes. Yeah. Please, if you go out, please stay safe. Again, just go out to go to get your groceries. You know, get your get you know whatever. Check on you know check on the older people in your life or whatever. Grab medicine. You know, run errands for them. But other yeah. other than that, if you can if you can stay home, please stay home. If now, you're not now, now now Roy, like, have you been out? Like, have you like gone? Like like what's your what's your mo? Like, are you rocking a mask? Are you rocking gloves? Are you rocking like? Are you bringing paper towels like I am? Like literally, I'm not <laughs> touching. Like that's the thing is like. I was OCD before this, so I feel like I'm prepared for a pandemic. Like mm -hmm. I want, like I'm not touching. I'm I'm literally counting in my head the number of times my hands have touched nothing but paper. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good point. No, I'm team. I'm team gloves. I've been team gloves in the grocery store for a while now. Okay, um, I'm starting to wear the mask now. I got the mask going, but like you said, you go. No, to have you gotten store. a mask? Well, we have like a couple like a paper masks, so we've been kind of like walking, like you know, running through that, but. Like I like I told you before uh, before the show, it's like we were trying to make some masks. I know I know, I know you made I know you made you made a mask. You can pull MacGyver. I'm telling you, I'm Asian MacGyver. I like <laughs> like no, but this is why I fell. Thankfully, shout out that I'm still able to find my favorite paper towels, Bounty, because mm -hmm. they're strong. They're they're really like I don't know like because you can't get like sorry to call them out, Dollar General paper towels no. because they just break. No. So I, I found a way, and I had a pair of old laces that were never used because that would be gross like I, so i poked a hole in each side and like double plied it so okay. it really is a mask and, and and you and you tie it like a shoe all right and it worked 
It all right. worked. All right, all right. Yeah, no, we got we've we've become very creative uh, throughout this pandemic. But please, again, if you can stay home, please stay home. And as always, thank you to the nurses and the doctors and everyone who works in the hospitals. And no, the people that are working in the grocery stores, man. Them too. Yeah, them too. Because they didn't sign up for this. No. No. When yeah, Joey they're... went to get like a like like a part-time job, he's like, Yeah, man, I could probably like 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 go to like Gennardi's, like probably like I don't know, be a little hungover. No, no, no he did not sign up for this. No, so shout out, shout out to those. Those are my heroes. Yeah, these are these are really the most important people in American society. Like, forget uh, forget about us and uh, yeah. all stuff. They are the real non-essential. They're the real essential people in America. So shout out to them as well. So shout out to you guys for tuning in to us again here on the Broad Street Line, Philly Cam Radio, one hundred six point five FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Again, hope we hope to be a little bit of a respite from the constant you know doom and gloom that you may see if you turn on the news. These days, because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Didn't have a show last week. Or um, or yeah. if you log on for five minutes to Twitter.com. Yes. Yeah, well, that that too. Didn't have a show last week, so we have a lot of stuff to get to. A lot of NFL, a lot of, lot of football, a lot of basketball. We are less than two weeks away from the NFL draft, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the NFL draft that will be held um, at home through Zoom, more or less. And we'll talk <laughs> about that later in the show. Zoom, Zoom's coming up. Uh, they've been coming up the last couple of months or so because people have been having 18 billion Zoom meetings. Now, um, now, are, now, have you been doing most of your stuff on Zoom? Because I've been doing a bunch on uh, Microsoft Teams. We've been doing Zoom, uh, a couple of you know, a couple of Skype messages here and there, but mostly Zoom. A couple, a couple of Zoom meetings every day. It seems like, yeah, yeah. Oh my! No, you, you know what? I was thinking, Roy, like when. When this is when this is sort of over, because I don't think it's going to be over over for a while. Right. What will be the first thing you do? I don't know, man. Like it's like I I, I can't even imagine. Like, jeez, it's 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 weird because like again, it's like I was. How hard somebody, will it be to get a barber's appointment? That's the thing. It's like all the appointments that you want to get. Like, <laughs> like as soon as as soon as like we get the word that says this is over. Make all your appointments, doctor's appointments, barber's appointments, dentist appointments, make reservations at restaurants, like, <laughs> all that stuff that you couldn't get, you can't get now, like immediately. So, so, so like this will be like being in like the sneakers queue for like an actual good <laughs> pair of jeans. Listen, man, like I don't know what the first thing I'm going to do to my barber like when I see him the next time. Like I'm either going to tip him heavy and or dap him up or whatever, but like that's like the first thing I'm probably going to do is probably get a haircut. No, because I've no because like the barber shop that I go to um is obviously not closed, and there's people out of work. Like I, I mean, there are people not working, so they had a fun for them. So I just said, you know what, I'm gonna get a faux haircut. So I'm gonna throw you thirty squid just for like I don't know because because those people like those are the people that that my yeah. heart goes out to. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, those are people who again who have no income going on right now, and and again who are you know very key members of society. But we will talk about all of that stuff uh, at another point. We have again a lot of stuff, a lot of sports stuff to talk about on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, and take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future sports talk radio has finally arrived. Wherever you're listening to us, please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at skd215. I am at the BS Line. Um, the only, I guess, air quote sports. Oh, no, that's next week. And I was going to say that UFC match um, that's probably going to be on some Indian reservation thanks to Dana White <laughs> because Dana White's crazy, who's actually having a, a sporting event in the United somewhere in the United States. Parts unknown uh, as, as we know right now because he doesn't want to tell us. Um, but what are we going to be tweeting about Saturday night? I know I'm going to uh, be tweet, tweeting about Rizza versus DJ Premier. I don't know about yeah, you. Which, which, I don't know. Like. I don't want to like you know we. I wish they could bet on this because this would be the great thing. That because I I don't know about you, Roy, but I think this is a squash match. I my initial thought was squash, and it's probably squash because again you go with your initial thought. Even though you are Team Wu Tang forever, yeah. And fourteen year old me, fourteen year old me would have told you it would have been the squash the other way, but fourteen year old me was stupid. All right, but like, I, I I think people no because. Because DJ Premier hasn't really been in the limelight. He's still doing stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, DJ Premier was the premier, no pun, well, pun intended, yeah, DJ yeah. in the 90s. Right. Before Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. before Pharrell. Like, this dude is hip-hop. Like, like I think people, like, you could say Pharrell, like, I don't know. But, but Pharrell, like, really, not outgrew hip-hop, but he spawned another, like, he was in other genres. DJ Premier is strictly hip hop. 
worked with li- literally some of the most classic albums you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And he's diverse too. I-, I mean, like not other than like the, like the stuff he did with like Gangstar, but like, I-, I mean, he was on life after death. I-, I mean, how many, how many people alive could say, yeah, I produced the song by Biggie. And, and he, like, he even did stuff for like Chris- Christina Aguilera. Like I'm yes. like, super diverse. <laughs> And he did that that dope song with with Limp Biscuit and Method Man. Yes, and that's and that's the thing. It's like because I'm gonna wild out if he plays that. Then I'm just gonna like I don't know. Like, see, I don't even know if he's gonna play that. I don't even know. He doesn't even need to play that. Like, no, no, probably a Grammy. No, he really just needs to stick stick with the basics. Gangstar, some Guru, and then just if you want to just and then just go for the trifecta: Nas, J Biggie, and then and then. Rizzo will play some Bobby Digital stuff and he'll, he'll look like Manny Fresh. <laughs> and <laughs> but here, that's the thing. Like, if you if you told if you said, "Yo, I need some beats to rap on." Like, if I if I need some like hip hop, hip hop beats, not no, no like not not yo. We looking for a hit. No, right. like that's the thing. Hits came to premiere. Right. Premiere didn't come to hits. Right, right. He dropped "Kick in the Door." That was a hit. Right. He dropped New York State of Mind because those aren't mm-hmm. generally hit beats. Mm-hmm. These were just dope beats right. that, like, the people from the suburbs, me, was like, "Yo, this is awesome. Let right. me just listen to this eight million times." Right, and and you know, you know, you know, nothing for nothing. I mean, RZA has beats, but if you were talking about like strictly hip hop, give me a beat and a cipher, and we're just gonna spit bars. DJ Premier has like seven thousand of those beats that that are like that rap rapper, the rapper rappers. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. The rap now, now if we could dream book uh, a DJ battle, like a, like a producer DJ battle, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. What would be the most money? The most money? Or, or no, no, just like what, well, like because honestly, they need to be like doing this for charity. Like, no, seriously, like say, you know, if you want to get on here, drop two dollars. And we'll give it to like some COVID fund. Oh no, they should. I mean, they they should. Like I know because Questlove's like you know he's raising money with his DJ sets and you know everybody else. Like I think DJ D Nice was D- doing his stuff with his DJ sets. Yeah, if you told me you got to pay ten dollars to watch Risen Risen premiere, I I pay twenty. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, who would I want to see? <sighs> Seriously, like the people because we it's not a lot of people I want to see that haven't kind of like kind of sort of done it already. Um, I mean, like obviously, I want to see for you know the, the Neptunes, but you know, but who who would they go against? Like, what's a what's a legit? No, for me, I think it would be a '90s Hell in a Cell premiere versus Dre. I like that. I like that. And then I think, and then I think the all encompassing one because these guys kind of out mm. like like mm. spawned the genre, like like went away from the genre. Pharrell versus Kanye or Neptune versus Kanye. Yeah, yeah, Neptune's Neptune's versus Kanye would be that. That's the yeah, like, but neither one of them would do it. But yeah, for yeah, but Premier versus Dre, that's that's kind of even. Like that's a, I want to see like superstars who are kind of even. Because oh, so, like, so what, you're not looking for a Mike Will made it versus Boy Wanda. Yeah, no, I saw who who one was it? Like I think like Bobby Bobby Valentino was doing something. The other day. I'm like, I'm like, you're not here for this. I'm not here for this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. See, when I'm seeing like the dream versus Jonta, I'm like, I'm like, let me sit out. <laughs> so that's what we're gonna be tweeting about again. Please follow us on Twitter again. He's at skd215. I'm at the BS line. It's time to get back into the sports talk. And the NFL's All Decade team came out earlier this week, and four, and I mean four, current or former Eagles made the list, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Peters, Darren Sproles, Lashawn McCoy, and Fletcher Cox. I'm a little surprised at Lashawn McCoy, but I think this is a good this is a good representation of the Eagles. I think. No, I think. So, have have we underrated Lashawn McCoy? I saw he has since he got drafted in 09, He has eleven thousand yards. That's a that's just about you know that's like a thousand yards a year. That's pretty good. And <laughs> and, and I think, but did did he have a run like even a small run two, a two maybe three year run where he was like a top tear back well everybody on this list had to either make a pro bowl or an all pro team or something like that so he's well i don't know how many he made but i don't know if he had a run where he was a top tier back but no was- i still remember no, but i do remember his the the one year with chip he i, I think he was and, and that, that was one year but that year he was an elite back yeah he's had some he's had some really good seasons he was a yeah he's two-time all pro six-time pro bowler 
Um, 11,000 yards, seven, seven, um, 71, 73 touchdowns, excuse me. Yeah, he had, uh, in, two, in 2011, he had 1,309 yards and 17 touchdowns. Um, and so, he was always, so, yeah. a, like, a, a legit threat out of the backfield, too. Yeah, he always had, he always had, he actually has, he has 500 re- receptions in his career. So he's a really good catcher, you know, receiver out of the backfield. He has 6,000 yard seasons in 2010. So he probably belongs on his list. Like you said, I probably underrated him because I, I wouldn't have thought, because you know, who else would, like back. like who else made who who else were the running backs? I think it was. I'm gonna look it up. I know, but I know Adrian Peterson was the uh, he he was the the unanimous choice at running back. Yeah, um, like like obviously Peterson, but like other like but I think I think McCoy gets in because he's one of the few dudes that like stood the duration test because a lot of these guys that have come up. I mean, like Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, like what other guys like actually like. Because I think for and, and and the only guy that would that's even in the mix for me is even Frank Gore. That was the thing. Like we've seen, like you said, like we've seen a lot of guys that come in and flame out, like after a couple, like Steven Jackson or something. Yeah, like, you, 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 like you've seen guys come in and be really good for a couple of you, two or three or four, even four years, but then just kind of flame out, like you know, and then you never hear from them, hear from those guys again. But Sean McCoy has been generally consistent throughout throughout this entire except for this year. No, and that's why whenever I hear people say, "Oh, let's bring back Sean McCoy," I'm like, no. He did not. He when you're not able to dress for a Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that might be in your time's up. Someone's got to explain that to me. I need to, I need to understand what happened with that the whole Super Bowl thing because like I, I've been I've been told off the books that it wasn't Andy Reid's call that it was kind of above Andy Reid the whole Super Bowl thing. I need to know what happened. I need to know the deal. Who would because- like no, but who would want to like. Why would you want to play Darwin Thompson over LeSean McCoy? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, Frank Gore, uh, Adrian Peterson, and I had the other one. Give me a second. Marshawn Lynch are are on this are on this list. Um, yeah, I guess I guess he belongs. I guess I yeah. can knock it. No, now the wild thing would be who would be like who would even be like who who would you envision being on that next like on the twenty third on the twenty twenty list oh, or the twenty. That's that's good. Like I'm because uh, yeah. I mean, like that. Who's even who's even making second contracts at this point? Like, what running backs are even making it? No, well, no. Like, because guys are getting un, somehow getting their second contract. They're not playing out there. Like, what running back is even getting to a third contract? Yeah, no. Like, I, like out of the like, I'm pretty sure if I had to guess right now that the guys, the running backs on that 2020 list, a couple of them probably aren't even in the league right now. They're probably they're probably still in college. Yeah, because um, I mean, other 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 than McCaffrey, like Zeke, other, Saquon. Yeah, um, the Eagles had though they'll have they have four guys on that list again. They have Peters. They had uh, was it Peters, McCoy? Um, I had a list in front of me. Give me a second. Peters, McCoy, uh, Darren Sproles, and, and and Fletcher Cox. Again, I don't think of Fletcher Cox is an all defensive guy, but again, he has like fifty nine sacks. Um, so sure, okay, I guess. Why yeah, not? no, like. I don't want to sound like a hater, but like I mean, like like when you think of like all decade right. players, is Fletcher like does Fletcher Cox come to your, come to mind? No, that's what I'm saying. Like I know, and then they, they pick 53 because it's a 53 man roster. We got to cut this down, man. We got we got to cut this down. Yeah, no, no, roster. like like there shouldn't be a like some sort of like limit or like a max or a minimal maximum type thing where like you should just say yo. Who was kick-ass in the 2010s? And here's the thing. Like, the unanimous guys, here are the unanimous guys. Brady, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Adrian Peterson, Joe Thomas, Justin Tucker, J.J. Watt, Marshall Yonda. No one denies any of that. No. They could just be the – maybe it's just them. Maybe those yes. guys, Maybe that's the team. And everybody else is, like, second team or whatever. <laughs> if you have yeah, to think no, about like, it – Like, yeah. uh, uh, do we just view – like, since he's ours – but usually, like, I would overrate a guy right. if I've seen him – but for like, I, I mean, like, has has this team? If Fletcher Cox was this, and he's good, he's no, he's very good. Mm-hmm. But if he was this much of like an all-decade defensive player, would the Eagles had have had better, be, more impactful defenses? Well, here's the thing: Geno Atkins is, is all de- all decade too, and the Bengals stink. So, so, all right, so but like, but Geno Atkins isn't an all-decade defender either. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like maybe they just needed to pick four. I mean, they needed to pick four defensive tackles, and those are just the best. Because the other two, Aaron Donald and and, and Dominican Sue, like I'm not gonna argue that because those guys. No, 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 no. Like, like, like pre stomp, 
or or like and Donovan can sue was was a game wrecker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue those two guys, but Fletcher Cox, Geno Atkins. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, if you flipped Geno Atkins with Fletcher Cox, both those defenses would be the same. Yeah, pretty much. They'd be they'd absolutely be the but same. But if you put Aaron Donald on the Eagles, then yes, this like <laughs> like and and I think that's what I think just needs to be reinforced. Aaron Donald is like probably like one of like the 30 greatest players of all time already. Yeah, already. Like he could stop today and be that guy. Moving gears or switching gears, the NBA and ESPN have finalized plans for a, a horse competition. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be four current NBA players, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Mike Conley Jr., two WNBA players and two recent retirees, Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce com- uh, competing in this horse can we bet on it? Uh, probably. Good. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be on DraftKings at some point. My God. Like, that's like one of like, man, I thought I had like one. I bought League Pass. I'm like, I lost like 50 bucks on League Pass in here. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like, are, do you think the NBA is worried that the season's not going to happen? Yes. Well, we'll talk more about the NBA, yep. but yeah, the, the quick cutting is yes. I, I believe I believe they are because they're doing this probably as a, a test balloon to see what would happen if people if people actually watch this. The players are going to be filmed competing at their home locations on either indoor or outdoor courts, and again, they'll be, they'll do horse. So shot for shot on horse. This will be on ESPN. The quarterfinals will be on ESPN this Sunday, and the semifinals and finals will be on next Thursday. So if you are really bored and looking for something to watch and or bet on. You got a horse, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not that bored yet. No, like I, I, I no, no. I rather watch like tonight. I, I or is it on Eagles? The Eagles Twitter account or Eagles online? The Miracle in the Meadowlands two. Oh, it's on, that's on tonight. Yes. Oh, I gotta definitely gotta watch that. Um, the M- MLB considering starting their season in Arizona as early as next month. Major League Baseball discussing putting all 30 teams a- in the Phoenix area. And playing in empty ballparks. Now, there's ten ballparks within 50 miles of the Phoenix area, including Chase Field. Um, and they're saying, "Hey, we can just have triple headers at all these parks basically every day um, for for the duration of the baseball season, however long that's going to be." Um, obviously, there's a lot of issues with this. But what is what was your initial reaction to that to to that proposal? I, I mean, I, I'm all for if 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 you can make it happen and keep everyone safe. Because I, I think people are just either on, on one side of this issue or another. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, we can't do anything, like nothing. Like, we can't leave our house. We can't, we, we can't like, go to Target unless everything is good. Or it's the people where it's like, oh, yeah, let's just have 75,000 people, like, I don't know, in July. Like, I don't know, watch or a 50,000-seat baseball stadium in, like, in, in May for Memorial Day watching the Phillies. No. But – I'm not like the scope of it isn't it's bigger than WWE, obviously, but I, I mean, if, if you can keep these guys safe, why not? Now the issues, of course, as you said, keeping guys safe, there's going to have to be frequent testing. Cause I, I know you're going to try to sequester these guys as much as possible, but if these guys have their families around, if these guys, you know, go out and do whatever, then they're going to need to be tested re- re- relatively frequently. Um, B, you know, B, it's Phoenix, and you know, in June and July, it's like 105, 110 degrees out there. So, you probably don't want to have you know triple headers. You know, and, and, and I still and and the outlier is you don't know how this virus reacts in in hot weather. Right, right. And again, you know, supposedly it's supposed to be like most other viruses where it doesn't transmit the same. But again, you never know. No one. Yeah, no, no. Where do you stand on just like should people be even investigating this? Because people just are. The outrage police is like, oh, how dare you even even try to like to like start start a sport up? People, you gotta listen. Listen and listen, <laughs> people, you gotta listen. You know how many billions of dollars there are out no, here. No, I, I think people, people, like maybe because we're in like we see this very small, well, thankfully small, very mm-hmm. small uh, population of the world called Twitter, mm-hmm. and it's like, do these people factor in money at all, or are 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 they just? on their high horse saying, I don't care about, like, isn't that, like, a very, uh, uh, whatever you feel about it, it's an important factor in the decisions of a lot of these organizations. 1,000%. And look, yeah, like, if you want to boil it down to the very basic level, yes, guys 
running around with sticks hitting balls. Okay, this is stupid. Da, 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 da. We have bigger things to think about. I understand. Okay, I get it. I no, understand see, it. this is what I don't get. It's like if you don't want these things happening, then what do you want the world like <laughs> to do? Yeah, like right. do you just want to just sit and, and, and stare at the wall? Like that's the thing. I, I, I'm not endorsing recklessness. And, right. and 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 one, trust me, I'm pretty sure Major League Baseball doesn't want like 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 a string of just like I don't know where you have like a patient A getting the entire MLB sick. But it's right. like if it can be done, and it's not like this is not an impossibility. Is it a lot of work? Hell yeah. Yeah. And and look, no major sport, not baseball, not basketball, not football, not hockey. No major sport is going to come back without, you know, going, you know, going through, like you said, rigorous, you know, study of whether or not this is safe for everybody. You know, like we're probably not going to see sports with fans anytime you know, remotely soon. And no sport, not even college football, no sports going to go through all this process without, you know, vetting it through 18 layers of, you know, people thinking, hey, does this make sense? Does this make sense? Is everybody going to be safe? So nothing's going to happen unless any of that stuff, you know, goes down. But there's a lot of things and there's a lot of things to think about. And I think it's, you know, it's look, it's Rob Manfred's job to figure this out because there are billions of dollars at stake. I mean, there's billion, again, you're not going to get you know, ticket revenue or whatever. That's fine. But there's still TV contracts. Yeah. yeah no. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, do people forget that, like, these people are, are under contractual obligation to do it? Like, I mean, it's like these, it's like some general, some of the population is like, oh, just, oh, just lose $80 million. You're rich. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like yeah. You know that that sport that generates you know billions of dollars a year. You just skip it for a year. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. that's <laughs> why. I mean, they're like, and there's a trickle down effect to this. You think you you think the NBA players want to cancel this season? Because no. that means all their salaries going in. Now, and of course, people are like, oh, just paying their salaries. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> come on, come on, people. Uh, you mentioned WWE before. The WWE and Fox have announced an expanded programming deal so fox uh fox is now the quote-unquote official partner of wwe wrestlemania 36 which just happened last weekend was available on fox's streaming apps for for 59.99 and the kickoff shows were available on fs1 and fox deportes uh the fox networks will also show an additional 22 hours of wwe programming throughout the year basically this is the fox saying like yo we got a lot of time to fill (laughs) no idea how we're gonna fill it we're gonna fill it with the one thing that's always around that's wrestling yeah no and and one where do you feel like where do you stand in terms of wwe keep and and not even wwe aw because let's lump all these because i heard Oh, um, oh, AEW probably should should get a little more leeway because they're a startup company. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I, it's we, it's just weird to me. I don't have a problem. Again, if you're taking this the right precautions, I don't have a problem with it. I know AEW started taping a lot of stuff in it. To like taped. Um, if the W if WWE could do something like that, like I'd be I'd prefer that. Um, just again, just as long as you keep everybody safe. Yeah, I mean, no, that, and and yeah. and for one, I think you have a decent amount of the guys or the guys and the gals that are. I, I mean, they're will, they're willing to go. I, I mean, like, like that, that's and I think you can tell if 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 WrestleMania was kind of like like not in, like good because like you saw a lot of those people were given their all. It, right. Like like they weren't like oh I just have to be here to like appease Vince again like. This is this is like their Super Bowl, and regardless of whether it's in Z, in front of zero people or, or seventy thousand people, they want that per, for their professional satisfaction. Yeah, I know people, you know, bag on WWE and AEW for being quote unquote sports entertainment, but this is the, has been the only thing that's been giving you consistent new product for the. Last <laughs> like, what would you have done for the last week without wrestling? Like, I no, without I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I've been I've literally been watching this NFL Red Zone replay every day. Yeah. Because there's nothing else on TV. I like no, because I don't because I don't keep my television on during the day. Like, what is on your television from eight to five? So it's Get Up, um, it's Sports Center. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a dash of NFL Live if I'm feeling frisky. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe I do a little Golik and Wingo if I'm kind of like. You know, By the way, I I know I didn't know any of these anchors before March 15th. Now I know them like the back of my hand. Oh, they're, I had they're, no idea who Matt Barry was until like <laughs> this two weeks ago. 
Yeah, this, and this week at the NFL Network has put on every week of the NFL Red Zone, which is their kind of go around, whip around, play by play thing, all eight hours of it. And I've watched all eight hours of it a couple of times this week. <laughs> um, I'm sad to say. So yeah, so that that that's my television uh, listening throughout the day, uh, watching throughout the day. Um, yeah, it's a very sad existence. Very sad existence. <laughs> but but I think this has taught me in particular. You got to be resourceful in terms of entertaining yourself, man. If you just like like it. If you don't think outside the box, you would. I would have gone crazy like two weeks ago. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I have like a YouTube list of like all the all the tiny disc concerts I want to watch. Watch, <laughs> watch half of them already. Um, no, really like, this is where like I, I mean the staples of like uh, of internet just come through, like Netflix, YouTube. Like I, I mean, these are the things WWE Network. I yeah. mean, these are the things that are keeping like especially for someone that's living alone like me, I mean, hell, I mean, like, I'll just talk to myself sometimes, be like, oh, let me just watch that Edge documentary again. Yeah, no, if this was 20 years ago, we didn't have Spotify and YouTube. And oh, man, there would be, an, like, people would, people, you you couldn't, you couldn't make people stay inside. No, no, that would be impossible. I mean, thank God for all those and Zoom and Skype and FaceTime and all that stuff. Because Virtual happy hours, bro. Virtual happy hours. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the other side. We got to talk some basketball. Will the NBA come back this season? Well, they have a couple of different ideas on that front. We'll discuss that in segment number two. You're listening to the Broad Street Line on WPPM LP Philadelphia. Kill the business today. Oh, it's finished today. All T and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of ashes today. Little with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon the pimp is rapping away. Doctors of death. Filling our patients of breath. We are the pain you can trust. Hoping it work. Hooking up curses and slurs. Smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for flaming you folks. Maiming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bro. All right, welcome back. Segment number two of the show. We're going to talk some basketball. Before we get into the NBA's plan to resume the season, I don't know if you saw this news, but apparently a man whose wife went and made fake Twitter accounts and spread inside information about the Philadelphia 76ers. Apparently that man got an interview for a job <laughs> earlier this week. Brian Colangelo was reportedly one of the final candidates for the Bulls VP of Basketball Operations job, according to Shams Charania of The Athletic. How is this man getting getting interviews before Sam Hinkie? I need to know. Well, no, I I, I mean, like, Hinkie has, like, I, I mean, I don't think there needs to be more evidence that Sam Hinkie's been black. Like, I, I mean, like, blackballed. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll never get another job in because there's so much of a stench or, like, just a per, like, there's so much noise behind him. It's all, it, a lot of it's fake, but he is the same guy that drafted Julio Ogilvore. People forget that, but, I, I mean, I don't want to. Just like I don't know, throw business out there, but Colangelo's always like even with a burner account, he looks safer than Sam Hinkie. But he he, I mean, not, again, not that other GMs don't do this, but his wife put sensitive information out on Twitter, like 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 medical information about certain players on Twitter under fake burner accounts. That and this guy is still less toxic than Sam. Yeah, Hinkie. no, that that shows you that. That like I don't know, leaking information is infinitely better in the eyes of owners than overtly tanking. This is why. But this but thankfully for the Bulls and for everyone else, uh, Colangelo didn't get. The job. Yeah, so Arturus can, can uh, Karnasovas has got the job. He's going to be uh, the actual the new VP of operations. This is probably will not be the last interview for Brian Colangelo. Look, I mean Brian Colangelo is connected. I mean his dad, Brian yeah. Colangelo. I mean the man is, was a two time. Um, <clears throat> executive of the year. So Brian Colangelo, I mean, his name, regardless of what Barbara Brotini did, his name still carries some weight in an NBA room. So he will still probably get a job before Sam Hankey. It's still, it's just wild. Well, no, so, really so do you think Hankey will ever get a job? Uh, not at this, not now, not, not at this point, which is, which is crazy, which is crazy to me. I mean, you can't tell me he's not worthy of getting a job. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe he doesn't want the job just being offered or, or, or maybe no. Like, do you think, if he didn't write that manifesto where he looks like, I, I mean, he looked like an arrogant SOB, like, mm-hmm. or just kind of like, I, I, like smartest guy in the room stuff. Right, right. Do you think if he would have just went out and just took his L and, and went away 
he would you, it, he would look better like he would look better in the eyes of of owners. Yeah, I think so because I, I I think I think yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way you phrase it. I, I think it's one of those smartest guy in the room things where he kind of like not that he showed up with Josh Harris, but he kind of showed up Josh Harris. Yeah, no, like no, like <laughs> just this is a concept. Like people don't like working with self proclaimed geniuses. They don't. And 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 the thing is, again, and we've said this on the show before, Josh Harris, I mean, not right now, because, you know, we're all living virtually, but Josh Harris goes to those Board of Governors meetings. He has to go into the room with the Dan Gilbers. He has to go into the room with the other NBA owners. And like they're like, yo, fam, like, yo, what's up with your boy Hinky? Like, they're, they're giving it to him in those Yeah, meetings. like, I, I guarantee you, Harris didn't get too much of that with Colangelo. He probably got a couple of, yo, yo. Yo, where's your words burner account, Josh? Like, right. and and then it didn't last more than another meeting. Right, right, yeah, no. So like, when you, yeah, when you have to deal with that kind of stuff, you know, among other billionaires, and you're a billionaire, and you're not used to people talking to you like that, you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not worth it. You know? No, and, and and I thought about this. If you asked just a casual basketball fan on the street, be like, what do you know about Brian Colangelo? They'll be like, ah, oh, he's probably Jared Colangelo's son. Like, I guarantee a lot of people wouldn't know that burner account thing. You don't think However, so? If you ask what Sam Hickey was, oh, he's that dude who tanked. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> no, there, it's just this. Like when you think of Sam Hickey, you think of losing by sixty points three nights in a row. Yeah, zero and twenty six. Yes. Yeah. No, you're, you're. Yeah, you're probably right on that. All right, let's talk about the court. Uh, the product on the NBA court. The NBA considering, or well, I did consider, maybe still is considering hosting playoffs in Vegas or concluding the regular season in Las Vegas. Now, the team discussed sequestering teams in the casino and playing games at the Thomas and Mack Center, other nearby arenas, and potentially converting a hotel ballroom into courts. <laughs> now, Austin Rivers went on Instagram Live because that's how we get news today these days, Instagram Live. And Austin Rivers said the teams will get two practices each before starting the season again. The first two rounds of the postseason would be best of three. This is crazier than the baseball proposal, Mr. Domingo. You're gonna have a basket. Wait, wait. You're gonna you're gonna make a bas- a ballroom a basketball court. Well, um, they said ballroom. I mean, you can convert some of these concert halls into basketball courts. If you Why really can't you just to. have it like the Thomas and Mack Center or something? Well, that, like, that's one of them. They're gonna have some, but you have to have you know 15 games you know a day or every couple days. So yeah, the Thomas and Mack Center and a couple arenas and. Probably some ballrooms. I guess. <laughs> like, no, like, like I just, like, and there has to be a way, because, like, I, I mean, like, with baseball, like, you think, like, the whole testing thing and, and like, deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's less because there's less people involved. But for me, Roy, it's different because you actually have people, like, close, like, your interaction with your, your opposing player is a lot closer in basketball than it is baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how many times are you getting really close to a player in baseball? Right. What, like three out of uh, uh, like 20%, not nine, 20, 10% of the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could argue, you know, you know, you know, batters and catchers or like that, but like the contact, like the contact in baseball is far less than a contact in basketball. And, and the, the, the high contact sports are the sports that's really going to have a, have a hard time coming back. Because again, you're going to need again consistent testing. Like we're going to see golf pretty much. I'm pretty confident we'll see golf this year. It might not be with people. In, in yeah, no, like like, like that's why I was surprised they didn't have the Masters go on. When they pushed the Masters back in November, I'd be shocked if they didn't have it in November. I mean, you can do golf, baseball again. Again, there's a lot of testing, but and there's a lot of people. So there's a lot of people, like a lot of infrastructure. But you might be able to swing that. Basketball is going to be really hard, although there is word that the NBA and the Players Association is looking at a rapid coronavirus test that can return results within 15 minutes. Oh, no, but boy, you can't do that. You can't do that. What about everybody else? What? No, like they have like money gets you a lot of things and money. And you know what money gets you? Quick coronavirus test. So like I'm not one of these people that's like if you have the resources to do this, and and every for me everyone being healthy is number one so if you can like assure me that everyone is is and more importantly you got to restore confidence in the players that this test is good because if these dudes aren't confident in the the test they're not going to play hard no no you have to and again this 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 particular test has been approved by the fda so i think it's a you know it's above board with everybody but like you said again should every should everybody in this world be tested 
Yes, we all <laughs> understand this. However, I understand that people who have more money than you and me and people listening to this have better access to things. But you don't hate it. But you don't like, 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 you're not like angst. Like, because a lot of, like, a lot of people I've learned hate that a lot of people have more money than them. Like, and, and, but I've known that for the last 39 years of my life and I've, and I've lived a rather fruitful life knowing this. People who have more money than the average person have access to things. People who live in certain areas have access to things that people do not. Like, it's, it's, it's not great, but I understand it. And, and no, and more probably, you can live, you can live your life fruitfully and happily knowing this. Right. Like, I understand, again, like, I've been watching, my wife, my wife's actually been watching The Wire. I've been watching some of the episodes. And again, the phrase that comes up all the time is, the game is the game. All right. You may not like the game. You may not understand all the rules of the game, but you understand how the game. What you're saying is someone who might have dropped out this week don't know the game is the game. No, they do not quite know. Some person may not know. So, like, so we we might need to introduce this person to cheese. (laughs) Yes, yes. Prop Joe could tell him (laughs) that the game, the game is the game. Now, again, if you have rapid tests, again, you still need to sequester everybody. Like we yeah. said with the baseball team, you still need to sequester everybody. You have to test these guys multiple times. But again, if there's a lot of money and the NBA has a lot of money, if there's a lot of money, enough money behind it. I'm sure Adam Silver can take a <coughs> box of money that he gets from all the owners and say, yo, let me buy like 10,000 te- or whatever the number is. So we have <laughs> But I think, no, no and, it's, and it's the players have a bet because they're not going to get paid if, if this season gets canceled. Nor yeah. should they. Yeah, the players they're they're getting their checks, their last full checks, uh, April the fifteenth, which is next week. But the next check comes May first, and no one has any idea these players are going to get paid. Um, and in addition, they still could get docked one percent of their salary for every game that was canceled due to the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic. I think they've missed two hundred and sixty nine games so far, um, which is basically whole, you know the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, so guys could lose you know fifteen you know, close to 20% of their paycheck. Um, because these, again, these dudes don't want to lose money. Yeah, these guys do not want to lose money. I mean, again, you hear guys like LeBron who want to cap her on the season. A lot of guys just don't want to miss 20% of their check. Yes, <laughs> because it's important because like in society, I like, I, I think someone said it, there might be a, a, a decent amount of players that need that check. Like need, need not even need like 20%. Like no matter how much money you're making, 20% is a lot. <laughs> so, so somebody's going to take either take 20% from you or ask you to pay 20% back, which is even which is even worse. Then these guys are like, yo, wait a minute. We got we got to have a discussion about this cuz you know, I'm the, the way my bank account set up, like it's not set up. Do you think that back. they will have some facsimile of a season? <sighs> I think yeah. Now, yeah. Because I, no, I, like I, I and and I agree because this is not a one-sided thing where like the player like the owners are like you got to play. And the players are like, nah, I'm good. No, the players want to, like, they're with the right, and the NBA has a lot of smart people there. I think they're going to find a way, especially, like, if you have this this rapid test that keep the dude safe. And I think, I mean, do I know what that season looks like? I have no idea. That's the thing. If you could figure out a way to do this in a month, like have the season and the playoffs end in a month because I know they talked about like, shortening the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. If you just say, "Hey, say, hey, everybody, bring your families. We'll test everybody. Just everybody, just kind of hang out for a month, and we'll just knock this out." I think you can get it done. I think, and I think that's probably what happens. It won't be until like July or August. I don't, I don't believe, but I think there's going to be it. I think they're going to finish up the NBA season. Now, hockey, I, I have no idea. No, RIP hockey. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea about that. But again, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to think about when it comes when it comes to this. But um, but but there's one sport that I need 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 to be back in September. That that's all. Like I, I mean, like love NBA. Mm-hmm. Hope baseball gets back. But we need that other sport back. Like when it's supposed to be back. Yes, the other sport Chris is talking about, of course, is soccer. Uh, you know, <laughs> Real Madrid. You know, no union. Kind of... <laughs> no, of course, the other sport we're talking about is the NFL. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we will talk about the NFL because, again, we are less than two weeks away from the draft, the historic draft, and we'll discuss all of the ins and outs when it comes to that. You're listening to the Broad Street Line on a 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Nobody pray for me. Been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances, finessing on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting this. Crime 
Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. Who say with my boobie tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst? Girl, I can buy a Westie girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Would you sit it on my taste buds? I get way too bendy. Would you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM. Welcome back. Segment number three of the show. It's time to talk. Some football. We'll talk about the NFL's uh, the, the the news coming up of the NFL with the NFL draft. But before that, news that is shocking to no one, including Chris Domingo, the Eagles reportedly tried to trade Alshon Jeffrey several <laughs> times over the last few months. It's amazing. It's really a shocking, shocking have, development. Have has this article just been rewritten like eighteen times? So I mean, now we have like official dates started. <laughs> no, like oh, so, oh, so you're saying. Day, the day that Alshon Jeffrey signed his contract plus 30? <laughs> yeah, yes. Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Eagles wide receiver. Is that like is. a return policy on contracting? Like, usually, like, you don't, like, regret something like that immediately. I mean, unless it's, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, maybe you bought, like, a, like a pair of headphones. You usually think, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you give someone a guaranteed contract of $16 million, you would have regret it, like, in a month. So there's, I forget what it is. There's a term in marketing. I forget what it is. Not buyer's remorse, but it's basically when you make a big purchase, like if you buy a car, like there's a, there's a propensity for you to go and still look at car prices and see if you got a good deal and see if there's, you know, you could have spent your money better and things like that. And you know, there's, it's just a natural human emotion, human reaction to huge purchases. So I assume that when Howie Roseman said, hey, Alshon Jeffrey, your 2020 salary is fully guaranteed. He probably saw like DeAndre Hopkins and he probably saw like some other dudes and Tyreek Hill and other guys like, hey, man, like, yeah, I could probably could be spending that money a little bit better. But, uh, yeah. you know, but I didn't. And, so, and it so, probably didn't help that, like, he probably had someone with the initials of J.A. on his phone and be like, yo, yo, man, <laughs> yo, man, he wanted me to go to South Dakota. And I said, nah. Like, nah, I don't nah. even know if black people are loud in South Dakota. I was busy, yeah. So, uh, so uh, after the Ashon Jeffries uh, 2020 season was fully guaranteed, uh, reportedly, according to Jeff McLean, uh, reportedly the Eagles tried to put him on the block. Um, <laughs> what did he do in those 30 days? I don't know. Uh, other than again, r- like run like he had a piano in his back. Um, I don't know what that dude did because uh, again, he really because he wasn't healthy at the beginning of last season. Wasn't really healthy at all, and then then he had the Liz Frank uh, injury in December. Whatever, like you knew what you were getting pretty much, like you know, for the whole season from Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I don't know what he did other than maybe um, go to go to reportedly. I'm sorry, reportedly go to an ESPN reporter and say <laughs> that he was not a fan of Carson Wentz. Allegedly, allegedly. Like I man, I want maybe that that dude Joe S to like find these players again. That like because I need like I need a couple like unnamed player sources to say yo what happened because like you like you don't hear like i still have not heard a player say yo told all the stuff about alshon bs nobody and there's always a guy there's always <laughs> a guy who who comes to bat for the guy uh, there's always a guy who says, you know what like, that's not you would have thought maybe a guy like an unknown guy like an unnamed source that plays in Las Vegas now, that dropped that catch in week two and dropped it in week three and four, you would say, you would hear from someone like that. Yeah, yeah, you would think maybe. And you know what? Maybe maybe that's the, the Raiders uh, don't care or Raiders beat writers don't care about Nelson <laughs> Aguilar enough to, to ask him that question. But yeah, like you would think that, you know, you would, there's always a guy who says, yo, this guy's my brother. This guy's like, this <laughs> yo, guy no in the brother. locker room. There's no brother. There's no brother. Hey, remember when he went to that school after he dropped that pass against the Saints? Right. And they're like, we love you, Alshon. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, no. So... Alshon Jeffrey probably didn't do anything other than, again, may or may not have been the anonymous source. Although, again, we have beat writers on record saying he said other things in the past before uh, disparaging the team. So, again, we're not surprised if it is him. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, again, has a Liz Frank injury, still dealing, probably has some other injuries as well, still probably banged up. So it's pretty impossible to trade this dude at this point. That's why I kept saying to people, it's like, if they're going to just eat it and cut him, like they're going to eat it and cut him because you can't deal this guy because he didn't have value. Um, But again, if you if you cut him and designate designate him as a June first cut, sixteen million dollars in cap, you don't save anything. You just get him out of your locker room. If it's well, that I, bad, I, I, every I time I, I we have this discussion, I'm gonna ask you: Whenever training camp starts, will Alshon definitely <laughs> be in training camp? All right, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this: I'm gonna say training camp's gonna start late. 
I think Alshon Jeffrey is going to be at training camp. Um, and I think at some point, some other team is going to have an injury. And Alshon, because, you know, with a delayed training camp, he'll have time to get healthy. So maybe in October, November in training camp. No, but remember, no, no, but remember he got injured late in the season. Right. But I'm hoping that this Liz Frank, I mean, how long? Well, I guess it depends on. <laughs> no, remember Jalen Mills had this and he was out for a year. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like depending on the guy and then it could take like a year and a half like Jalen Mills. <laughs> um, so optimistically, I'm thinking maybe he's back in November. <laughs> maybe because he gets traded by then to, you know, you know, when he's healthy to some other team who just needs a wide receiver. Could you imagine that locker room? The first day that Al Shaw walks in, you're going to get every beat writer. You're going to get every national beat writer. Mm-hmm. You're going to get, you might get people from Europe to come in and, and, and like, no, like, I don't know if you want that. <laughs> I don't know if you want it, but I don't know if you, I don't know if you, it's, I mean, again, it's tough, but it's not because again, no, but, you're, no, you're in a position to like, Do you think there's some semblance of optimism that he can still contribute? Howie Roseman talks like there is. <laughs> well, right now, because you have two weeks left, man, and you still have the same dude you had last year. Right, right. That's the thing. If you address this in, if you address this two weeks from now, the wide receiver position we're talking about, if you address this adequately in the next two weeks. No, but like, is it reasonable to adequately address the wide receiver position in, in the draft? I think you, I think it's reasonable to adequately address it. Yeah. Now, um, you know, are you going to draft a starter? Maybe not, but you can adequately address it. I see a lot of stats. Like my boy, shield Capadia said, trying expecting rookie wide receivers to do stuff. Well, is, is, I, I mean, DK Metcalf was the outlier. Yeah. And then, and then the inlier was <laughs> JJ Arcega Whiteside. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Of, and that's the thing. If you look at the wide receivers from last year, there's a lot of guys who did, you know, pretty good things, rookie wide receivers, who did pretty good things last year. That's an anomaly. That yeah, no, doesn't for happen. every Terry McLaurin yeah. and DK Metcalf, you had Andy Isabella. Right, exactly. And and, you, and, and Jay Jaw. Yeah, who's the, and who's the other guy for the uh, the Patriots? The guy who got hurt. Oh, um, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, you got Nikhil Harry. You like you get those those dudes. And he yeah. was a high pick. He was a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, you can adequately uh, adequately address that in the draft. Um, I've seen a lot of mock drafts. I'm seeing a couple names: Denzel Mims and Brandon Ayuk moving up the draft board. No, I I want to ask, like, because I'm seeing what is the difference between Brandon Ayuk and Denzel Mims? Like, I I mean, I like I still they're both like. They're both getting lifts because they're outside receivers because I still – I just don't know if if you draft Justin Jefferson, you still have these big problems at wide receiver. Correct. Because, yeah. like, I don't want to draft someone and say, yo, you've been doing this your entire life, but we, but we got butt receivers. So we got butt X and Y <laughs> receivers. So, yo, you be the X or the Y. I don't want you to be an X or the Y. I want you to be the Z. Yeah, be who you are. Be, be the man. Be the man who you who you who you are. And again, I know some of these guys line up at different different spots, but no, you need a guy uh, on the outside, you know, to be. Do you want to draft like regard if you whether you trade up, stay, or or do you, or trade down? Do you want an uh, like a legit outside re- wide receiver with that first pick? Yeah. Um. Uh, well, if I, if you get a receiver, I only want you know the big three. I want one of the big three. If I oh, can't so, get those, if, so if what, but what if you don't like? What if you are at twenty one mm-hmm. and the big three are gone? Then I, I'm, I'm, I'll say best player available, but I'm probably leaning towards a D back. I'm, you know, I probably lean lean towards a safety, like a Grant Delpit type. Yeah, player. yeah, no, I. But then, what do you do at, at wide receiver? Then I, un- I understand. I, un- I get it. <laughs> like you still have a problem. <laughs> like you still, you still have a, like. And again, I've seen mock drafts where like CBS Sports is saying. You know, the Eagles might go get that Terrell Lewis from Alabama. Uh, Lewis Riddick says the Eagles could take Patrick Queen, a linebacker from LSU, and they never draft <laughs> linebackers. And it's like, if you draft a linebacker, if you draft an edge rusher, it's like you still have problems. Like, I mean, that solves a hole, yes, but I mean, you have bigger problems that, that you probably what, should address. That we, we, we'll agree that wide receiver is still the, the biggest hole on this team. It can be the biggest hole in the history of football. Like, I, I, I mean, like, it is uh, like people want to say, oh, Oh, maybe you can wait to the second round. I was like, do you really want to? Do you really want to do that again? Your wide receivers, as presently constituted, are <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson and Greg Ward and JJ Arthur Whiteside. I mean, that's it. Like those are your <laughs> the same guys from last year. They ain't gonna wear. 
They're still here. So no, and, and that's why I think like the this the first two days of the draft are going to be pretty nerve wracking because I don't like I just don't know if you want to be waiting to the second round to draft your like next star receiver. Like people want to say KJ. It's like I'm not. I don't want to put my my all my like money in the bucket for KJ Hamler. Yeah, no, if, if KJ Hamler is going to be the the guy who who revitalizes your wide receiver core, and that's a that's a problem. And again, look, he's quick. He's a nice nice guy. Probably going to be a very productive pro. But I mean, like, he's not the guy. I mean, if if three years from now, if he's the crown jewel of your wide receiver your, your wide receiver core, then it's like, yeah, well, you got yeah, him, so. no, like, I want to add something. Like, I like KJ Hamler would be the addition to the wide receiving core exactly for, for this draft. I like if you went if you double dipped in the first. First two rounds and got receiver, I, I would have no problem. Like, I wouldn't be mad. Wouldn't say be mad. you traded down and got because at this day today, I want Brandon Ayuk, okay. and then and then maybe get KJ Hamler in the second round. I, I like to this right now. I that would be like my preferred choice. I know honestly, my preferred choice is trade up to get right. one of the big three. Yeah, yeah, because but I would be. Guys, yeah. I think I've separated mm-hmm. themselves. Those are the dudes that are mm-hmm. impact guys, but. Yeah. Do you want to trade? I don't even know what. Like, or do you want to trade up? I would like. I would, uh, but again, I, I can't trade this year's capital. I can't trade. Okay, I, we can talk next year. We can talk about a pick next year. Um, if I, again, if I can get one of those big three wide receivers, the Judy, the Rugs. I mean, if I can get one of those guys, then yeah, sure. Could you imagine one of those guys on the Eagles? Man, listen. Then, then, then. You know, I can only complain about the linebackers. That's the only thing I can complain about at that point. What well, what would your face be if they drafted an inside linebacker in the first round? Well, that's the thing. Like, I kind of I kind of got sold on this Patrick Patrick Queen kid because I mean he's a really good he's a really good kid. He can play all three positions. Like again, Lewis Riddick talked him up, but then he said, "Look, the Eagles never draft linebackers, so this makes no sense." And they really need a wide receiver. What's the so, last time they drafted a linebacker in the first two rounds? Barry Gardner? Yeah, I was about to say it's been at least more than a decade. So yeah. Oh no, like you know who I. I think was a um second round pick Stuart Bradley. Oh yeah, Bradley. Yeah, Bradley's probably the last guy. Yeah, he's probably like Jesus. Because Kendrick's, I think, was a third round. Kendrick's, I think, was third. I think it was third round pick. Yeah, he was third round pick. Uh, you mentioned really quick that the uh, first round of the draft could be a little bit anxious. Could be anxiety inducing. Well, it's probably more so because if you don't have a good internet connection at home, <laughs> then you might not get your picks in. NFL teams are drafting from home. Yes, the NFL. Personnel are going to draft, conduct their drafts from their home. So basically, every team's going to have a big Zoom conference call, and there's going to be one major conference call between every team and Roger Goodell, whoever's at the headquarters at the NFL draft. The plan—that's the plan right now. But teams are personal concern about paranoid, paranoid computers hook up the computers and the tech because of the coronavirus, and they're also paranoid because they think people are going to hack these Zoom calls. And um, Steeler picks. No, like don't you just like I don't know, like because I think people are like scared when they say, yeah, um, yeah, at uh Brady underscore Tom or no Bill underscore Belichick one two is trying to access your network. What? what, 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 what? <laughs> are, are these people like re- are serious with this? No, they are. No, they really are. They really are because they don't. They said they don't want their picks to kind of go go in their purse. Put a password in your router, man. Like yeah, or like. Like cell phones, use the cell phones to like communicate. Like, I, like there are ways around this. You've have people watched Goodfellas? Like the Goodfellas were able to do this. Like I, I don't know, commit crimes like without phones. So I think you can figure out how to how to draft Van Jefferson without getting hacked. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That apparently the the cell phone's going to be the backup. So just in case people's network go down, there's going there's going to be a conference call that's going to be going on the whole time where teams will be connected via cell phone to everyone else. And then you can kind of make your picks like that. So yeah, some teams said like they, we sh- every team should get three extra picks because it's going to be like all disjointed or what I think. Stop. Fair. We can figure that like, like these, these NFL GMs are the biggest babies. Like they're like, Oh, let's push the draft back. Like, like what is, what has changed other than maybe having like a pro day or an in-person, like just draft on the tape and you trust yeah. me. You can still have your PIs do work, right? They still they they're conducting video interviews with the draftees now. Like I turned on the NFL Network, I saw like like seventeen like draftees like talk to like Wendy Nix the other day. Like you can yeah. talk to these dudes, like it's fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, you can't dap them. 
Yeah. By the way, the that's probably going to be over after so after this Corona thing. So you don't need to like handshake this guy. You don't need to dap anybody. It's like you know, just you don't need to give anybody like the the, the two to Kevin Nash. You know, John Cena too sweet. Like yeah, you know, no, like this really is like it. It's all about tape now. Like all about the tape. Like and I feel like that's like an even. Well, I think this will show you who the good GMs are and who the bad GMs are because. Everyone is really drafting on the same field. Like, like they all have the same tools. I mean, it's tape. Right. It's tape. And again, it's these video interviews. But again, you can get these guys on video interviews if you want to. Everybody, the, the playing field's a lot more even this year. Yeah. I mean, we saw these guys at the Combine. Come on. Exactly. We saw this already. All right. Well, that's it. We'll have more draft talk for you next week on the program. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, we are out of here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Stay safe, everyone. See you guys. Interested in hearing from great minds in science, engineering, and technology on how they take the proven and imagine the possible? Today's greatest solutions are created by pioneers who look at problems as challenges and find new ways to apply technology. In Mindset, a new podcast by Lidos, we'll explore the stories behind some of the world's most important work. Listen at lidos.com slash mindset. At Ithaca College, students work closely with faculty mentors in more than 100 academic programs to explore theory, hone their talent and skill with ongoing practice in their field, and gain real-world experience through performance in research labs, clinics, studios, and internships, starting their first year as an undergraduate. Learn more at ithaca.edu. That's I-T-H-A-C-A dot E-D-U.